Warning, the following podcast spoils a great many things. First and foremost is Cabin in the Woods. We also spoil the Evil Dead remake, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Teristas, Let Me In, Firefly, Serenity, the anime Ruby, Netflix's The Defenders, Daredevil, and Iron Fist, Knock Knock, the movie Shudder, The Green Inferno, Midsummer, Age of Ultron, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and The Innkeepers. This podcast also contains graphic discussions of gore. Brace yourselves. At the end of this podcast, there is also a game. Not to toot my own horn, but I may have made the game from scratch. Toot toot. Hello and welcome to the Dis Dump Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Miles Trout, and this is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump them? I am re- I have a return guest in person for the first time in a long time since like January. It's Casey Weber. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing really good. How are you doing, Miles? I'm, I'm good. excited to see you. I know. It's, <laughs> it's so nice to have another human being in the house. <laughs> oh, I bet. I <laughs> I, I totally get it. There's two of us in my house, two of you at your house. There's only so many people you can talk to. Yes. And then, of course, there's like just those moments where it's like anybody else, just anybody else. Give me some space. Yep. <laughs> but I think that's all humans. All right. So today we're going to be talking about Cabin in the Woods. A super. I would say it's an underrated horror movie, but everyone I told that I was doing this is like, I love that movie. So I guess it's pretty highly rated. I mean... Most people I know love it. There are a few people who absolutely hate it and they say it's so tropey and all that stuff. But I mean, that's, that's why I think it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Well, we will get into that in one second. But first, a brief history. Everybody ready? Let's go on the road. Acquiring targets. We're looking for... Uh... Tillerman Road. I'll get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. This is awesome. No way. Lock them in. The lambs have come to the killing floor. Something weird is going on. What is that thing? Someone sent those things here to get us. We gotta get out of here. Oh my god, what is this place? in the woods. I think I can get it to go down. Do we want to go down? Rated R in theaters April 13th. Cabin in the Woods is a horror comedy written by Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon, directed by Drew Goddard. The film takes a satirical view of the horror genre as a whole. Starring Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchison, 
Kristen Connolly and Fran Kranz, you would be surprised to find the actors who steal the show are Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. They work for an organization designed to please the ancient gods. Their organization fabricated the ideal horror movie formula to keep the ancient gods pleased. Basically, they sent five horny teenagers into the woods and sick evil monsters on them. If done correctly, the ancient gods spare the earth from destruction for another year because they're entertained by the carnage. This movie chronicles a time when they got it wrong, because they assume Chris Hemsworth is the athlete character when in fact he is a scholar. Who can blame them for thinking Thor is an athlete, but I digress. The Virgin and the Fool manage to infiltrate the organization and unleash all of the monsters inside. The result is one of the best horror movie action sequences in history. Blood and guts everywhere, it's fantastic. Finally, Sigourney Weaver shows up as the director of the company and the middleman between the gods and Earth. And then when she dies at the end of the movie, the Earth is doomed and everybody else in the world dies. And that's Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I didn't know this about you, that you're a I horror movie it. gal. I love, I love horror movies. Well, because H.P. Um, Lovecraft is one of my favorite authors of all time. I actually, my next tattoo is going to be Cthulhu. Okay. Going down my arm, and this could be mixed with more of a, a nautical theme for Dad and Navy and shit. But, uh, yeah, Cthulhu and uh, all H.P. Lovecraft I absolutely love. I like getting the shit scared out of me. I just have a hard time playing video games that are scary. Yeah. Which is extremely funny to watch. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what I have a hard time with. So, like I said earlier, everybody I told about this movie was like, yo, that's the one. And a lot of people I talk to about podcasts in general and what this podcast is, they go... I want to be on the Cabin in the Woods episode, so consider yourself lucky. You have just outbid all of them on that. I feel very honored, and honestly, this is probably one of my top horror movies, so I'm very glad that I'm on this for this one. Me too. Well, why do you like it? What's your favorite part? Um, You know, it actually came out, I think, around the time that uh, the new uh, Evil Dead came out, and it was kind of similar, at least like mm-hmm. uh, the trailers were similar for it. But when we went to it, it's just like you're just expecting it to just be a scary cabin in the wood. When it started getting to um, the talk of puppeteering and there's something else going on and then you had snips to like the office and where the people were in the lab coats. I really like psychological and thrillers also piecing things together, mysteries. And so I kind of brought it all together in a very digestible way. And just the overall plot line was just fun for me. I love big evil gods and Mm -hmm. all of the scary monsters our nightmares are made from. And it's just a nice little bow on top. It's the most meta horror movie ever. And I love it. I mean, I really like Tucker and Dale versus Evil too, which is pretty meta. But it's just so well executed. And apparently they had like a low budget for it. Or at least for Joss Whedon, the guy who had just made Avengers. So like, I get it. But at the same time, I was, I watched all the extras on the DVD. Cause that's kind of just the thing on the show. And they were just, they said that it was like ready to release in 2010, except for a couple little things. And it took two years before it was in regular theaters because they just had so many funding issues. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so if you look on IMDb, it says the movie was released in 2011, and it actually was released in April of 2012. Hmm. Interesting. Yep, I mean, that's, that's your fun fact of the day for that. But the budget was low, but it does not feel at all like a low-budget movie. Like, they killed it. Yeah, all the visual effects are really good, especially because they have to do so many, and they have to, like, 
change it up because all the monsters are supposed to be a completely different kind of nightmare. So when they showcase them, which they do an excellent job of showing the different variety of nightmares, they're all different supposed to be effects. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's really cool that they were able to, I guess, budget. (laughs) Well, I mean, good job, budgeteers. Mm -hmm. There's an actual word for that. What's Treasurers? I don't know. Budgeteers, I don't think is the one. No, it's the word, the financial person finance <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should not work in business yeah, we, it's not for us we don't have the degree that's appropriate to know what the finance man is called yeah <laughs> whatever so accountant account yep yeah, that's the word wow it why did it take us so long to think of accountant i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right anyways anyways so like i will go through the whole plot in like the brief history or whatever so i mean we don't have to go beat for beat what it is but we can talk about the plot if you would like to or we can talk about the movie in general however you want to handle it you have five times as many notes as i do so let's talk <laughs> about the movie i just wrote down uh every other word you know yeah that's that's about right (laughs) i the first notes i have are i never even opened this dvd because it's like always been available on netflix or whatever so i literally ripped the cellophane off this dvd to watch it and it's got this cool like dvd condom usually i get mad about the dvd condoms the like cardboard thing that goes over the thing because what's the fucking point anyway so but this one's cool because it's all 3d and stuff and you can see all the different monsters and shit oh yeah that's fun yeah you know i like it as as far as the the cardboard bullshit things that go over it it's not as bad as when they had dvd boxes that had locks on them oh, those oh are my the God. worst like why did they do that shit well that was when the dvd stores were still around though so they did that so you wouldn't steal the cd like the dvds remember they would actually take the dvds out of the boxes and leave them empty on the shelves mm-hmm. and you'd have to go get the dvds at the counter like a video game store these now days. i feel old yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean 2011 i think that might have been at the end of Blockbuster if it was around at all at that point. I don't know if it made it through right our high school years. I don't, yeah, right near the end, I'm thinking. Yeah, but like when I was watching this movie, there was definitely a quality to the filming that I was like, oh, this movie looks like it's aging already. You know what I mean? Like the visual effects were awesome, don't get me wrong, but when they're like in the woods or even the guys like driving around in their little facility and stuff, it looked a little, maybe it's the quality of the DVD, but it was like standard definition is what it felt like. Well, something I've also realized in horror movies from watching a lot recently and watching commentaries on them, something they do to either take out expenses, take out gore, or to just cut down a scene is they'll do the shaky camera thing Mm -hmm. so that it it kind of takes place of actual content because you're too busy trying to figure out what the fuck was that (laughs) that you're not thinking about, oh, that's kind of (laughs) shitty. You know, so I've noticed that they do that a lot. Um, They did it in Hunger Games Mm -hmm. uh, to keep from the gore and stuff. I was so focused in taking notes, honestly. It was a totally different movie. It was just as enjoyable, but it it was not scary at all. Yeah, it's it definitely is not scary when you're analyzing it or when you know how the movie ends. Like it's definitely not. Oh, hey, this is a horror movie. The commercials were so beautifully deceptive though Mm -hmm. because they didn't show the guys in the suits and stuff so when it opens with the dudes in the suits in the very first scene and they're the guys talking about how his wife baby proofed the whole house and how he's pissed off about it you're like what the fuck is going on in this movie (laughs) 
Am I in the right movie? Yeah. <laughs> Did I go to the right place? I definitely have had movies like that where I've gone in and been like, this isn't right, and turned around and gone out and realized it was the right movie. Yep. What was the movie? I just saw a movie recently that was like that. I don't want to say it was The Lion King, but something that came out around the same time as the most recent Lion King. There was a commercial for X-Men, the latest X-Men movie on it, and it was legit like a long scene from the movie, and I walked in and I was like, I'm in the wrong theater. This is not right because we shouldn't be, like, this is the middle of X-Men. So I was holding all this popcorn and shit for Lindsay because she asked me to go out and get concessions. So I have, like, two sodas, a giant bag of popcorn, and a pocket full of candy, and I'm like... I'm in the wrong theater, so I'm, like, struggling to get the door open, and I go out, and I look at the sign, I'm like, fuck, this is the right, anyway, that's where that all played it, and it was because this movie starts off like that, where you think you're in the wrong theater. Yep. Did you see this movie in the theater? You, it sounded like you. I think I did, yeah. I think I saw both that one, and then the other one I had mentioned in the theater. I just saw the Evil Dead remake. Mm, I liked it a lot. It's kind it of bitching. It's pretty good. Messed me up, man. That was fucked up with the oh. girl with the knife on her tongue and shit. Oh, oh. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Immediately I went to the, the bathroom scene. Ugh, I was ugh. like, ooh, ooh. That's one, what got me, too. I think I own that one, too. Maybe if we do an episode on that, we can you can come on for that one. We'll see. I, I just sold, I literally sold like a hundred DVDs because I was like, there's no way I'm going to do a disc dump on this. And this lady came and she's like, I own a store where I sell DVDs. I'll buy all of these for like a hundred dollars. I was like, okay. So that works. I just dumped you like just dumped a, a bunch fuckload of, of DVDs and I still have well over a hundred upstairs. So it's like no loss. I mean, if you know you want to dump them, what's the point of disc dump? Mm, exactly. This Except now issue. there's been a couple that I'm like. That definitely went, and I think Evil Dead might be in that box. Mm, yeah, maybe. I, I hope not. Anyway, so discussing the movie, there's two major plot lines, basically. Tell me about the, how you structured your notes and stuff. Well, I have my notes, like, just split into two. I have the narrative, and then I have the office narrative. So how the things that they are talking about, how they are interacting, and how it is affecting the narrative. And then I just have... The narrative. So what the people, the individual, our five victims are seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's how I have it split up. And then at the end, it starts to marry a bit because it's kind of hard not to. Yeah, because the but, movie comes together at the end. Yeah, that that's how I mostly have it set up. And then I have like a section that just has all the characters and detailing uh, their changes in personality and uh, their suspected role in the whole system yeah so it's uh the whore the athlete the scholar the fool and the virgin so i don't like that they call it the whore but this is 2011 so i mean or 10 or whatever so i get it things were different you could say the the r word we'll call it (laughs) back then and not be ostracized from society so you know things were a little different then crazy to think what a difference nine years makes 10 years make oh yeah so they definitely thought a lot about the archetypes that they put into the movie as far as that goes they must have watched a lot of horror movies to make this horror movie um i i feel like a lot of it also comes from like kind of like homer homerian epics Mm -hmm. from homer and stuff like that and it's just it seems to be the main tropes of just stories in general. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times it's based around these five characters who are like the five options for young people to choose. I mean, you could go that way with it. But um, I just, I don't know. I think it's really interesting the way that they have it separated. And the reason I like it so much is because the people that they matched up were not 
correct. Yeah, that was a, an That's interesting That's what thing. I enjoyed, I think, the most is seeing them manipulate the people to become their tropes mm-hmm. or try to. Yeah, like the, the girl doing the dance. Yeah, that's just, I just, <laughs> I was writing it down. I was like, and another sexy dance. And she makes out with a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, how did she, how did I not think she's going to die first? What's crazy is I think the the most poorly written character was the stoner dude. Because I don't know if it was the effects that they were putting on his mind or if he was stoned and Joss Whedon doesn't know what it is to be stoned. I don't know. Because the like when he goes, make out with that moose on the wall. It's like, okay, is this written for children? And then she does a sexy dance and makes out with a wolf. So it's like, maybe this isn't for children. That one I will agree with. But the rest of it, I think that he's he pretty is the, pretty. He's my favorite character. He's, oh, without a doubt. Forget it from the starting scene to the ending scene. And with that coffee cup. All <laughs> my favorite. I mean, I liked the two main dudes in the office. They were pretty fucking great. They had great chemistry, those two dudes. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, when he's like, I'm drawing a line in the sand right now. Do not read the Latin. I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking hilarious. Yep. And you know what else he's in? That I, The reason I recognize him is he's in Van Helsing. He is also in Joss Whedon's Dollhouse. He's Topher, I believe. I don't know if I've seen Dollhouse. Maybe he's not Topher. He's Topher in something, because every time I was going to write down his name, I wanted to write down Topher, because that's what I know him from. I don't know if I've seen Dollhouse. I'm almost positive he's in Dollhouse. So was that office assistant lady, or Chem Lab. The Chem Lab lady? She's in Dollhouse as well. I mean, Joss Whedon likes his people. Is it a horror movie, Dollhouse, or...? No, it's like a sci-fi TV show. They tried to give him a chance after Firefly, Mm. and it didn't go much better. Second season was much better than the first, but they also canceled it on him, too. That's bullshit. They should not have canceled Firefly. I never thought I'd be the guy who's like, they shouldn't have canceled Firefly. But then I watched it. I'm like, they shouldn't have canceled that show. I love it. One of my favorite shows of all time. I had to study the movie Serenity for a college course. I I was like, this is bullshit. I don't care. Watch this faded fake ass tv show bullshit and i watched them like i need to watch the show now because that was really good and it's basically the whole show in one movie but the movie is not nearly as good you don't think so they purposely killed off characters because they thought they were gonna redo the series mm, so, so the people who couldn't wash do... and uh shepherd said that they w- were not going to sign on so that's why they killed those two characters mm. that is the reason and because i know that now i'm not happy before i loved it and now i know that i was like you didn't have to kill wash that way yeah that was fucked up (laughs) they done like that was the most upsetting movie that's that's one of the most upsetting parts in any movie i've ever seen is when wash dies it gets all impaled and shit and it's like no i fucking love that movie anyway i've been trying to get people to watch it and they're like why would i watch that i'm like listen okay it's guardians of the galaxy but before guardians of the galaxy it's cowboys yeah it's space cowboys (laughs) that make silly jokes and they have witty one-liners like everything joss whedon touches and they like use fun like words like shiny for cool and they'll like use some chinese it's it's just it's like a mosh posh a random shit and it makes it fun yeah too bad we'll never see more of that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll if just you, rewatch it. If you didn't know, we are nerds. That's your official cue that we are complete and total nerds. You know what we should do? We should start a podcast that's called Let's Talk About Something and then spend an hour not talking about the subject. You mean the Distump <laughs> Podcast? Is yeah, that exactly. <laughs> that one. Well, since you're calling me on it. <laughs> so, okay. You're looking at a really, really attractive dude. Or lady, whatever you're into, through a two-way mirror. 
and they're starting to undress, would you say something before you got to the goods? Or would you not say something? Because as I was watching that scene, I was like, what the fuck would I do? Like, I'm not a scumbag piece of shit. But there is an art to the timing of when you notify them. (laughs) I mean, it depends on who it was when I would notify them. But what I mean by, like, if it was my sister, I'd be like, yo! (laughs) No, but you're looking at something, something real tasty, though. Um, if we're friends, I'd be like, woohoo. But yeah. if we weren't, I'd probably bang on the wall or like just leave the room and like just pull them into my room and be like, just stop. I guess the dynamic was that they were like getting hooked up or whatever they were getting set yeah, up. Yeah, so. still, it's, it gets creepy. And then it, if they know that you were, no, it's creepy. I've definitely like played out all the different scenarios of what I could do. And you're right, it's all creepy. But at the same time, like, who doesn't like a good pair of boobs? So, you know, what can you do? But he was, the dude definitely was. Uh, quicker on the draw than I would have been on being like, hey, no, don't get naked right now because I can see you. <laughs> so that was probably the biggest moral dilemma I had with this movie was I was like, when would I have said something? I know I would have. <laughs> but... No, I didn't have to think about it too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like the two companies, the American company and the Japanese company are like the only two that are pleasing the gods in this movie, right? All the Japanese scenes were so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, I love Japan. I love Japan. And I love, like, because they are, like, a huge part of horror. Japan, mm-hmm. like, really pushed forward horror, especially, like, back in the day. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. There's a bunch of 90-year-old girls running around just screaming. Yeah. It just makes me so happy. I can't, know, I can't, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I'm cheesing because that's how happy it makes me. Also, to preface that, I grew up in Japan when I was six to nine years old, so these, so I remember yeah. <laughs> these little Japanese girls walking down the street, so it just puts an interesting memory in my head. We also lived fairly close to Kyoto, which is the city that they were in. Oh, okay. I also wrote down all the cities that flashed on the screen that also got burnt down or that failed before Japan did. Okay. Which ones were they? It was Berlin, Berlin, Stockholm, Rangoon, Madrid, and Buenos Aires. I don't know why that matters, but I wrote them down. You Did you pause it to write them down? No. Yes, you did. I did not pause the movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of like clickbait that's like, um, most paused scenes in movie history... And this movie was on the list because, like, the heart, like, all the monsters in the background when he's, like, taking the pool or whatever. Apparently, it's one of the most paused scenes is, like, people trying to figure out what's on the board behind him. Not only that, people always pause it on it because they use it for all those memes, especially 2020 Mm -hmm. memes. I love the 2020 (laughs) memes. Oh, Jerry just posted one. Did he? Right before I came over here, he did one, and it had Cabin in the Woods, and it had the 2020 meme, and I was just like, oh. Yes, the, the, was it the one where the the boars destroyed twenty two thousand dollars worth of cocaine? It's yeah, like... I saw it as I was driving <laughs> uh, right before I drove over here, and I was like, "That's perfect timing, Jerry." Thank that you. So, amazing. Jerry, if you listen to this, thank you. It made my day. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, <laughs> tonight and tomorrow. I'm gonna post a couple of those memes on the on the pages, like uh, probably the Twitter page, because nobody yeah. looks at the Twitter page anyway. <laughs> so. I just thought that was funny, and I love that they, they killed the Japanese monster by holding their hands and singing. <laughs> I was like, that's the most Japanese shit I've ever I seen know. in my life. And it turns, and the demon will live in this frog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah. 
yeah. yeah. I don't oh, do anime. Funny. I don't do anime. I don't do like any Japanese shit. That's not my cup of tea. But I'm sure you do, being as you lived there. Yeah, I mean, it definitely reminded me of like Japanese TV shows because that's what we watched, like in kindergarten and stuff. We lived off base, so we would mm-hmm. watch all that. Yay! Do you, can you like write things in Japanese still? I think I remember horse and fire and kanji, and that's about it. Fire would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I you'd think it would be like bathroom. Help me. Those no, would probably be the ones. Surprisingly, <laughs> those are not easy to write no. in kanji. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, if you could put a gun to my head and said, what is the language that they write in Japan? I would have said Japanese. So I don't, I've never heard the word well, kanji before. If you want to get into it, there are multiple ways to write in Japanese. There is, I don't know for sure what it's called, but there's the way you write. So it's like American letters, but mm-hmm. it sounds Japanese. So Tokyo, T O Y K O, blah, blah, blah. That is spelled in Americanized letters, but it is pronounced Japanese. And they have the kanji, which is a script. There is also, I believe, a third one. I cannot remember if it's Chinese-based, if it's a different style of script. I know that there are three ways that they write, though. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah, I live in America where we barely have one. So, (laughs) I just, like, I don't like, it's a recurring thing, I guess, I don't need to talk about again on this show. It's just, I don't like Japanese anime. I don't understand the the way they structure dialogue just doesn't translate into English very well a lot of the time, and that it frustrates me that nobody speaks the way you're speaking. You are my friend because the hope in our hearts is great. Like, what? Like, nobody oh, talks like that. But, like, it's similar to Spanish. They structure their sentences differently. And yeah. so if you're taking it and directly trans, like, translating it, which is sometimes what they do for subs and dubs, it completely changes the difference. Mm-hmm. The structure of the sentence, how long it takes to say it, everything. I get it. It's not easy, but um, there's also some, uh, there is at least one American-made anime called Ruby. They, That's on HBO right now, actually. They negate that issue. There's That's not good. that issue. <laughs> the, the first season doesn't have the best graphics, like all the backgrounds are blank faces, but like every season after or chapter, they start going ham into detail and ever so. They're really good, and because they're an American-based one, they don't have to worry about the... The translation. Yeah, the language barrier. So that would be maybe a good one to look at. I'm not going to pressure you, but I would like you to at least give it a shot. Well, HBO <laughs> Max owns Crunchyroll now. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And uh, they also have the company that made that one you were just talking about. Rooster Teeth. I guess so. I'm, I might be wrong then. I, they have the um, one of the American Japanese anime companies yeah. has their own section on HBO Max. Yeah, so. there's there's Crunchyroll, there's Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth does that. They do a couple other series as well. But Spirited Away, I think, is one of the things that they do. Maybe I'm wrong. No, that, you're starting talking about, um, oh, why can't I remember his name? The guy who did... Um, uh howl's moving yeah yeah that's that's something else that's that's on hbo now yeah that but that is created designed animated voiced by japanese actors really ruby's the only anime that is not made in japan from what i know this this was also i knew this like five ten years ago whenever ruby came out which was like more than five years ago but back then it was the only american made actual anime you couldn't be considered an anime unless you were made in japan and went by these strict rules Mm -hmm. this is the first one that's otherwise instead of just being a cartoon interesting yeah the more you know the more you know 
So we were talking about this movie in Japan. <laughs> we're just doing super bad sticking to especially this is really this is, bad today. This is we're one where dying. like people were looking forward to it and we're just we're fucking off. <laughs> it's just because I haven't seen you in like I a know, long we're just time. trying to catch up. <laughs> so zombie redneck torture family, do you think that should be a thing separate from zombie? Or do you think that zombie redneck torture family was too much they should have just made it redneck torture family i don't know i kind of like the zombie redneck torture family they kind of they they hit every single one of those words they did pretty dramatically <laughs> i love the the bear trap on a chain i thought oh, that was fantastic I, I so many times well he became bear claw man instead of bear trap so every time he did something it was like oh bear claw man's out of the game. <laughs> he's eating his donuts <laughs> coming through but yeah, I really enjoyed that. There were some excellent effects with the, with the bear trap. Yes, I enjoyed that very, very much. <laughs> At the beginning, I have to say, I started writing down every injury. And then after like the third injury, I was like, never mind. It's yeah, fine. It's <laughs> we know they're many. hurt. They're all bloody. It's cool. <laughs> too many injuries. Oh, one of my favorite things, which you did skip over. Um, one, they're driving there. I really love when they come up to the Harbinger, which is the guy at the gas station that's, mm-hmm. like, completely abandoned. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my favorite part is when he calls the office and, he's, <laughs> and he just starts going and he's just like, they're coming to their death and the sheep to the slaughter and boy. And then he's like, am I on speakerphone? <laughs> yeah. No, like, not I've at been all. there. I have felt that. I've been trying to be so dramatic before. I've been like... Riley, do, do you have a speaker? Can, can everyone hear me? Like, yes. I'm like, all right. Well, uh, goodbye. <laughs> One of my favorites. I really love that. I, I love that, too. I had forgotten all about it. And then when I watched the movie last night, I was just like, this is fucking hilarious. There were a couple of moments where I was laughing out loud. I've seen this movie a hundred times. And I was still just like, this is fucking hilarious. One of the really cool things about this movie is the way that they set it up. So when you enter you see the harbinger and like that's the first taste you get kind of like oh this is a horror movie you know Mm -hmm. he's like oh you guys are gonna die if you go but it's that way you're like okay thanks and so they go and then the next part that adds those little snippets like what i was saying with the office is uh the office scene is stealing and contributing to the whole narrative i love when they go through the tunnel and the hawk or eagle flies into that force field. I think it is... Foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah, I think it is such a good way to show that this is in a controlled environment. And they are meant to be there. Also, right when they left the house, there's that dude sitting on top of the house being like, they've left the nest, they're on time. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is also very, like very thoroughly executed it kind of concerned to me like what if yeah. that was real like do they just pick out a random group of friends like all right well you guys are going away for the weekend Ruh-roh. trump and like- jeff bezos are setting everybody up <laughs> i mean yeah alexas are scary as fuck so i get it uh another thing we skipped over was that the the cops will never pull over a man with a giant bong they will fear this man <laughs> and then he like has a breakdown bong i love that and then he uses it as a weapon later Oh, it's it's totally one of my favorite scenes of all high. <laughs> Sometimes I think about it, wishing I was that cool. And he like reaches into the open window to lock the door. <laughs> I mean, I feel that with yeah. my Jeep, I have a hundred percent done that before. Really? <laughs> like, yes, hundred percent. I mean, it's a stick. If they really want to steal it, I mean, they're gonna go through the effort. 
I mean, it's all security theater anyway, right? Yeah. The boobs groan is hilarious. Oh, when she's like about to get her boobs out and then she doesn't and everyone's like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking that, love that. <laughs> that whole scene I really enjoyed, but it wasn't just because of that, but it was also they adjusted the pheromones. They adjusted mm-hmm. the lighting because she bitched about it. They adjusted the temperature because she bitched about it. It's what I imagine being in a man's brain felt like. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> like, trying to make all of the possibilities <laughs> line up so I could maybe bang or maybe see boob, please. Just yeah. a little titty, baby. That's, that's what, like, it felt like when mm-hmm. I was watching it. I was it's, like, this is what it must be like to be a dude. It's pretty it's similar. Even if sex isn't on the line, if it's just, like... Can we please decide where to eat? All right. right. So we are eliminating all of these options. Okay. You're distracted by this. I'll take care of it. (laughs) What do you mean take the trash out? Okay. Just think about where we're going to eat. That's uh, that's definitely a real thing for sure. That moment is really the moment where it pops off and you're like, oh shit, this is like totally being manipulated and stuff. So Chris Hemsworth gets stabbed and he gets away. I'm pretty sure the blonde chick dies at that point. Yeah. So she dies first. She gets decapitated by the saw. Yes. And so he, and, the silly lumberjack saw. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, but immediately after that happens, that is when you first see they break a vial, which we already know that they have all of the monitors on all of their health and they already have samples of their blood. Because I mentioned that they had to adjust chemicals for her because she used bleach mm-hmm. and it messed with their chemicals. But they have individual vials of blood for each of them. And it, right after she is murdered... You see it crack and it goes into her little horror totem thing. I really like like the way that they do that. But like each time you get to see more of what the totem actually looks like. I keep calling it totem because I don't know what it's called. Like a statue. I like mean, totem. I, I actually liked the totem. Uh, inverse statues kind of uh, what would be a mold? A mold. Yeah, or I the, guess. Yeah. I like totem better. Anyway. But I really, I really like that they, uh, they included that. Like, showing, like, uh, the top, and then each one they showed more and more. They did skip out on Holden's, though, but it was pretty obvious he was dead, so. Holden? Who's Holden? Holden is a dark-skinned guy. It took me three quarters of the movie to figure out what his name was. Holden. They said, like, it took forever to figure out, until she went in the basement. That is the moment that I realized his name, (laughs) because that's when she finally called his name. That's right. There was a point where she said someone's name, I was like... I guess that was the guy with the ambiguous the race. movie. I was <laughs> like, who? Hmm. Who is this? I guess he was the scholar then, wasn't he? He did. He became the scholar. So I have a Because they got him all mixed up. Because he was so all state funny. football at the beginning. So he should have been the right. athlete. And Kurt was a sociology major. Mm-hmm. And they made him the jock. And uh, holding the smart kid. I mean, Jules and uh, uh, Dana. Is it Dana or Dana? I don't fucking know. All right. Jules and Dana, <laughs> they were closer. I mean, mm. there certainly wasn't a virgin in their group. I mean, it could have yeah. it could have been Marty. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> all those stoners sometimes get it. So well, if they know. if they were all assigned to the wrong things, if the blonde girl would have been... Oh, well, hold on. Hold oh, on. Tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> tipsy girl, chill out. I know you want our turn. Yes, I love so you You're so excited. Extra hand. She's the best. Oh, yes. Well, uh, so since dog petting time has happened, I think this is a great time to take a quick break and talk about some fan shout outs, how to get a hold of me. The dog is ruining the audio, but that's okay. I'm keeping it all in. So uh, we will be right back and talk more about Cabin in the Woods. 
boy, oh boy, we are having a really great conversation today about Cabin in the Woods. Loosely, pretty loosely, I actually chopped out approximately an hour of dialogue from this podcast, so that's why some of it sounds a little choppy, because we would get really, really, really off topic. So, uh, that's why it sounds a little weird at some points. The transitions aren't so great, but that's because we literally could not stay on topic for the life of us. So I hope you're enjoying it. I hope it sounds okay, at least pretty good, I'm hoping, because this was a really fun episode to record. I just have to say thank you to some people real quick and tell you how to get a hold of me. So first, if you want to get a hold of me, you can send me an email at discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget the little pee-pee in there. It's important. On Twitter, I'm at thediskdump. Please follow me. I'm starting to put some exclusive stuff up there for people to enjoy that will not be anywhere else. But the problem is nobody I know uses Twitter, which makes it really hard to make friends on Twitter because I don't know anybody who uses it. I know that it's like supposed to be the number one social media, but I do not see much evidence of that in Pennsylvania. So yeah, Twitter is at the disc dump. On Instagram, I'm disc dump podcast. Again, there's a PB in there that I'm actually much more successful at. You can find all kinds of pictures on there that are exclusive to Instagram, but you also get to see some of the other pictures I post everywhere else too. And uh, last but not least, there's a Facebook page, the Disc Dump Podcast Fans Group is really a great way to get a hold of me and talk to the people who are on the show, maybe recommend some episodes, things of that nature. And uh, please just remember to rate, review, and subscribe on uh, iTunes or wherever else you're listening if you can rate, review, and subscribe on it. I know that's not really becoming as big of a thing as it once was, but iTunes is still iTunes, so if you could, please that would be rad. I want to say thank you to Casey for doing this fun podcast with me. It was a joy. Uh, I, we also, uh, we make reference to Jerry at one point. So I want to give a shout out to Jerry, Jerry. I miss playing D and D with you, buddy and doing floors and all kinds of good stuff at work. I hope you're doing well and everybody's doing well in your world. I also want to say thank you to Andrew Smith. He's the guy who got me into Dungeons and Dragons, and lately we're in talks of some bigger productions in the works. So I want to say thank you to Andrew Smith, and I hope he's listening. He also set up my website, Disc Dump Podcast, and uh, DiscDump.com, I believe is what it is. So you can go there. He's hosting it for me because he's the man. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So I just want to say thank you again. Everybody, I appreciate you listening. I know times are a little weird right now. This one's late because somehow after hours and hours of editing, my whole file got corrupted and I had to start the editing process over again. And it's super not ideal. So thank you all for hanging in there with me. I appreciate you. Well, back to the show. Speaking of tabletop gaming, I have a special game prepared for you. I made a Cabin in the Woods game from scratch because that's how I spent my time while I was watching this movie. Since I watched it 10,000 times, I was like, hmm, you know, these are all the tropes that make a game is we have classes and there's scenarios and we could roll some dice. So I have a card-based RPG game that we're going to play here very shortly. I wasn't supposed to bring my own dice, was I? 
No, I, I have that. You see yeah. that sack I, over there? I saw it, but I was making sure I wasn't supposed to see my special die. It's all good, but yep, that'll be a brief thing we do at the end, maybe. But um, let's see here. What else do we want to talk about with the movie well, before we get into it? We did jump down to the Buckners, and I want to just talk about the cellar real quick. Sure. Because they're like. A lot of, like, movie tropes, even, like, the, I can't remember what it's called. Is it Hellraiser, the one with the, the saw blade dude? It was definitely a parody of Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah. so I really enjoyed that all of the monsters are parodies, and then there's also some weird ones in there, like the ballerina and shit, but I, I noticed while I was watching it, because I wrote it down every time they said it, they mentioned it at least three or four times that the only way for these people to be killed to be sacrificed was if they chose if they chose this Mm -hmm. one they had to choose to go past the gas station actually go to the cabin and two they had to chose what their fate would be what what would end up killing them and i thought that that was very interesting it wasn't like oh we're gonna throw random people in here and if they decide they don't want anything to do with it there's nothing we, like mm. they choose not to interact. It's the fact that they're choosing to interact. It's not we're not saying that they weren't manipulated because yeah, they, they definitely for sure are. Mm-hmm. But still, I like the idea of it's their choice. They chose to continue on the journey, so now this is what's going to happen. And that's where like the pheromones came into play and stuff like that. And it's the magical marijuana that the guy smoked that saved him from everything. Yeah. So what it was. Um, I actually specifically wrote this down because I thought it was very interesting. Like, because at the end, uh, the chem lab lady, she's like, oh, he had a hidden stash. Which, if anyone knows a stoner, there is often likelihood that they might have a hidden stash that you don't know about. And the whole thing that they got around it by, they're saying that his hidden stash immunized the fact that you just crossed your eyes when you said that made me so happy. Did I, I really yeah. do that? I didn't even know. <laughs> immunized. I immuno, immu, immunized. 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 They immunized. Oh, now I'm not even it. sure. That's even <laughs> uh, so basically his own baggie of weed wasn't ch- tested or changed by them. So his the thing that he had been smoking all the way up and into... Um, the actual event he was immunized to the weed, <laughs> to the chemicals, whatever. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, so there's a uh, I don't know how to spell her name, but there was a big bold thing I wrote called Sigourney Weaver. Of course, that was a pretty fun twist. I heard her voice over the intercom. I'm like, yo, that's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I am in love with her. Just She's fantastic. Because recently, again, horror movie shit, and then yeah, look into her in Alien Three, and that she sunk that basket on her fucking first try. Well, not her first try, but the like in the actual clip. She actually sunk a basket. Yeah, that was one take. Really? That's she crazy. did it from behind her head. Killed they it. had to cut it because what's that guy? Woody, whatever his name is, um, the guy who always has like the white hair that sticks up in his hair i don't remember he, he was one of the guys staring on the sideline they actually had to change the camera direction and cut him because he broke character because he was so shocked and he was <laughs> he literally said oh my god on the camera and they had to like switch it to someone else's out. like yeah perspective because he was so shocked so yes she's my she's my 
role model. I think she's amazing, and I'm very glad she's in that movie. I fucking love Sigourney oh, Weaver. So cool. She. The only thing that I've seen her in lately that I didn't like was that she was in the Defenders as the bad guy for a little while. What's the Defenders? That's the one where that's the what when Netflix owned some of the Marvel rights with like Daredevil and stuff. Oh, when they all came like, together, Sigourney Weaver was the bad guy. Yeah, that was like when they did all the really cool superheroes and they put them together and then it yeah. ended up flopping. Well, I don't it know. It was if like it, Iron Fist. And, it didn't um, flop so much as Disney was like Luke forcibly Cage. require acquiring the rights back. So, like, at the moment, Netflix technically still owns Daredevil, but they're in talks on giving him back to Disney. So, it's going to be something. Honestly, that kind of stuff, it just goes over my head. I've never understood it. I'm into the marketing and I, the I, like, aggressive companies. I think the shit. first time I remember about it was when they were talking about how Spider-Man was bought by Fox. And Sony. Then Sony, and then they didn't have the rights to use him in, like, Marvel stuff. That was the first time I remember it, and ever since then I was like, that that's just ridiculous. You should just allow us to have the movies we want because they give you so much money anyways, but it's Dude, fine. the the Daredevil show that's on Netflix is the best superhero it's show ever It's very good. Made. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, my God. It's so I, good. Did you watch all of it? I've, I think I watched the first two seasons. Honestly, Foggy pissed me off. I stopped watching it because Foggy was a dick. Because he's a he dick? He was an unsupportive friend. That's a pretty big deal to me. They definitely have their moments in that show. I fucking love I really liked Iron Fist because of its martial arts, and then they took from, I don't know if it was Tibetan. Tibetan? I don't know. All I know is that the guy that they had playing Iron Fist doesn't actually know martial arts. Which is a whole, I mean, they should just have Keanu Reeves done it. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably do Moon Knight, (laughs) so we'll see. I, I know. He's not the best actor in the world. No, but but he's a great physical. Well... One, he is incredible. Like, he does all, like, most of his own studs. He's a great, mm-hmm. sh- like, shot. He's amazing at martial arts. And two, he's just a little wonderful human being. I like, think he's just kind. He Yeah, he's fantastic. Like, the movie Knock Knock, I feel like, is him just playing him. That's the one where two girls come and, like, have a threesome with him against his I will. I have heard of that. I haven't it's watched it yet. <laughs> I, I heard of it recently, but, like, the, the way that they explained it, it was, like, um... Like, it's literally Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Like, high as fuck or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Pretty I was much. like, oh, okay, that sounds kind of funny. Eli Roth puts his fiance in front of Keanu Reeves and is like, pretend to bang her. And Keanu Reeves is like, are you, like, sure, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, how excited are you for Bill and Ted? I think they just dropped a trailer Excellent. for it. I'm they pr- did. Yeah. I saw it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Is it Excellent. bad? Excellent. I mean. It's going to be bad. It's gonna be bad. Let's be real. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> you were supposed to save the world by rock and roll, and now you did it. What are you doing? Oh, we're just hanging out. That's pretty much what the trailer was. I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> Apparently, the dude who's not Keanu Reeves was like on heroin the whole time that movie was being filmed and the shit. The second one or the first one? Uh, one of them. I don't know which, but I apparently would hope he. The first the one. The reason He's not that we handle it now. Yeah, like I heard the reason they didn't make another one for the longest time is because he was like in rehab and shit. I don't know. I also. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Preface on this podcast is I never know what I'm talking about. Me neither. So. I'm just, I'm <laughs> ignorant to the world. I just say things and I hope not to offend people. That's part of being human, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> is there anything about the movie you want to talk about or can I jump into the special features? <clears throat> I'm sure I have something. So I have like a huge list, but most of it I'm looking at is all about Marty. 
I, I might be slightly in love with Marty. Which one's Marty? Is the he, he's a stoner. The stoner guy. He's, he's a fantastic. fool. He's a fool. Yes, he's fantastic. Um, all yeah. of my notes were about him too. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, there's not a, a ton that changes. It's just a slow climatic um, evolution until the end, or at least until Dana finds out or Dino whatever her name is finds out about the puppet masters which is right after the bridge collapse which that, oh, that was a pretty oh, cool scene that's too. what I actually wanted to mention is because when the bridge didn't collapse they're like freaking out about it they're like oh electrical it's your fault and then we find out is like no it wasn't for electrical it literally came from upstairs and they're like what and uh, if you pay attention to the movie and then you come back, uh, they come back, the RV goes, Holden dies, Dana survives, they're like, oh, it's wonderful, everyone's dead, it's fine, the virgin, like, can live or die. Then they get the phone call. Because the fool is still alive. fool is still alive. When you follow Marty and he goes into that grave and he goes to the electrical panel, that was the overwrite. That was the glitch from upstairs. Mm. So... That's taken me a few times to catch because, like, at first, upstairs, you think it's someone else. But downstairs is the gods. Mm-hmm. Right above them is the cabin. So upstairs is the cabin. So that's where the glitch came from. So because he was fucking with it and opening mm. the, or this is what I believe, because it's messing with it and opening up that elevator and, like, just basically changing the electrical grid, he could have caused that glitch they kept uh, uh, it, them from blowing the tunnel, which almost allowed them to escape if it wasn't for Standerson. Sanderson. I know it starts with S. I can't remember no. his last name, though. Um, it wasn't for him. He would not have been able like, to blow it. So I thought that that was super interesting because when you look back into it, you can see that it's from the time detail. that Marty was missing to the time they hit the tunnel, he would have had time to fuck with that kind of stuff because he obviously chopped the zombie into pieces with the trowel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was down there for a little bit messing mm-hmm. with stuff and then figured out somehow to rewire an electrical panel. Yeah. But that's but, a whole different situation. I mean, that's that's a very fine detail that I completely missed. Probably because I was making a game while I was watching it, but yeah. That's probably true. I was also... I have six pages of notes back to yeah. front. Miles. <laughs> There's definitely a point in this movie, though, like towards the end of the lore scene with the teens and stuff... And the beginning of, like, the celebration or whatever, I totally lose interest in this movie for, like, a five-minute period. It's every single time I watch it, there's, like, a five-minute period where I'm like, okay, I know where this is going, so I don't care at the moment. I took it... Yeah, I stopped paying attention. Well, because I knew... I actually wrote down what was going to happen next. You just knew, so you took notes on something that was about to happen? Nothing wrong with that. You're ahead of the game. I actually did that a couple times. Like, (laughs) like, uh, when she came out of the lake and she climbed up to the dock... And, like, I was, like, well, literally that time, I was, like, waiting. And then I was, like, okay, this is taking too long. I'm, like, all right, Marty comes up. He's going to, like, knock the dude in the water with his little cool, like, mouth last thing. Mm-hmm. And they're going to run off into the graveyard. And I just sat there waiting. It's basically from that point to the point where then they're in the cubes or whatever. That's when I'm, like, bored. That's why you missed the electrical thing. Probably. Yeah. 100%. That's the only time they talk about it. Yeah. When they're in the cube thing, that shit's fucking awesome, though. I love that one. Um, 
I I really enjoyed that they connected some of like the items that they held to the actual monsters and what they mm-hmm. looked like. Yeah. Because <laughs> he almost blew the conch. He was so close. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like I just want to see a merman. <laughs> Every time it gets me that Hanson I think mm. it's Hanson. Hanson died because of Merman. It makes me so happy. I just saw a thing online that was like special effects bloopers that made it into the movie. And one of them was when the merman, like, bites a dude's face off. It was just supposed to be, like, a trickle of blood that came out of it. But the pump malfunctioned and it blasted it out. And they kept it in the movie because they were like, that's way better than blood just trickling out of it. Well, and it worked, too, because, like, the guy had earlier on said, he's like, have you ever seen, like, the cleanup they have to do for this? It is messy. It's like, that shit gets everywhere. So when they, like... Mm. It was like a wood chipper. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, it's like, yeah, I can see why that would take some time to clean up. Like, I get that. I fucking love that. That was so oh, great. Man. The ballerina. Because that one guy, they almost chose the ballerina. I can only imagine the direction that movie had gone. If well, there is like a child with layers You know what that is, pool. though? It's the Demogorgon. Oh, is it? That's the Demogorgon, like from Stranger Things. That's oh. the direction it would have gone is like the face mouth thing. You ever see the movie, I think it's called Shudder, where it's an evil camera fucking... Yeah. Yeah. It's back like, in you my... take a picture on someone's... Oh, it's a camera phone. It's a cell phone camera phone. If you take a picture of them, then they die or whatever. And uh, I feel like the ballerina girl is the bad guy in that movie, and it's a bad movie. You were saying you wanted to get the Shudder service, actually, which is what made me write that down. Yeah, I, I'm looking into it. I definitely want to do the free trial. It's just... The reason I like it so much is, one, this is not sponsored by Shudder or anyone we talk about. We're not sponsored. We're just talking about <laughs> things we enjoy. So. But if you want to give us some money, I will be totally down. Absolutely. Um, but the reason I like Shudder so much is because they categorize their horror. So you have underwater horror, you have psychological thrillers, and then like it goes even more into subcategories. And my problem when I look for horror is... I have a hard time watching movies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but I, I have a hard time sitting down and watching movies. I love movies. Movies are my favorite thing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a, such a big movie buff. I have a hard time going in towards a movie and watching it for the first time. And uh, the cool thing about Shudder is if you know you like a specific, like, genre of horror, like for me, underwater or spelunking, that freaks me out. A hundred percent. It like even if it's a shitty movie, mm. I it it will Dude. boil my blood. Like the descendants and I told you forty three meters down on cage. Dude. But they have like lists like that. It's like underwater and then yeah. they'll have like like stuff like that. And I like that helps me a lot because I'm be like, all right, I kinda know what I'm expecting. I know I'm gonna be scared. Yeah. Because a lot of the scary movies I click on, I don't get scared by because it, it's like yeah monsters that show up or like paranormal i'm like nah give me a shark and underwater and i'm drowning Dude, and then i'll yeah, hyperventilate <laughs> so <laughs> if you like underwater horror and you you obviously have traveled the world quite a bit there's a movie called Teristas. you gotta fucking watch that shit next episode you're on we're doing Teristas. oh that's right we talked about that i Dude. that is one of the ones of my to do like to watch list i just again it's on shutter so i haven't is watched it, it yet i believe well they the, have the highest amount of, of horror. horror, so if it was on yeah. anything, it's not on Amazon, it's not on Netflix, yeah. I don't believe. I'll have to double check. Uh, it used it to be on Netflix, be on I don't know if it still is. 
I I looked it up because there's isn't there two of them? Mm-mm. No, no, no. I'm thinking of a different movie. Um, Teresa's is cave diving and foreign traveling. It's and like surgery. hostily. It's like hostile slash sort of. Right? If, if hostile is in the jungle, yes. Right, hostile. Like the main thing about hostile is just its gore. Like the yeah, torture this is gore. this is not as gory. There is okay. the premise is like they uh there you go to Brazil and in Brazil the locals will capture you and harvest your organs. That's the premise. Oh yeah, I... but it turns into like underwater cave spelunking at one point oh. and like all kinds of crazy shit and it's like so fucking good it's such a good movie i might have i will watch that have you seen green inferno yeah we talked about green inferno <laughs> oh that's right and, we did well <laughs> i don't know if you and i did but it was in the uh the descent episode we talked about oh. the green inferno a bit did you like that movie oh yeah you like that movie? oh man i love it I, so dumb. <laughs> I, I just can't help it honestly when it comes to cannibals it's hard for me that you go go wrong for me yeah. it's something so disgusting and so ritual for me that i kind of skip past the acting yeah because i'm so focused on oh my god can you imagine eating or someone eating you yeah. that like i don't even care and it's just enjoyable also i think the kid from spy kids was in it yeah you almost and see his dick a, at one point well i don't care about that but it's a whole different enjoyment yeah. about like just having him being there's like that really long drawn out scene where he's peeing and there's a tarantula moving towards his dick and then nothing it's it's fine i think that uh eli roth made a movie that was 45 minutes long and it was fucking awesome and then he goes oh this needs to be two hours fuck and then he just added comedy for the rest of the movie i think that's what happened because the first like 45 minutes that movie are fucking dope right and then it gets real shitty you know what actually started pissing me off in that movie is when the army came in and then mm. you weren't sure what side they were on and there was double crossing and then i kind of lost track of what happened yeah it's, it's it's not a good movie so i just was <laughs> watching it for the cannibalism at that point yeah but what movie i watched recently which i had heard a lot about but had never seen was midsummer i just watched that too i didn't holy like holy hell i didn't like i it. literally sat for 20 minutes going what the fuck did i watch yeah did you like it i yeah I don't know if I did. I like psychological and culty things, too. Yeah, I do, too, but it was, like, a step too far for me. It was definitely extreme, but I, they just did it so well. And yeah. I really, like, you grow to hate that one character so much that you're kind of okay. The boyfriend guy? Well, yeah. I wasn't going to blow it. Star wipe transition. Pretty soon I'm going to add, add an, a video element. Once I get, like, a camera, like, a good camera, I'm working on that. So, and, a, like, I have a set. Like, this is the mile show if there ever was one with the amount of shit I have around here. So, one of these I, days I'll have I a camera. I love the setup. It's Thank looking you. so good. And it's a little I, cluttered, but I'm working on it. So, I think if you'd be okay, I think I might want to try to do some art for you. If you'd be interested, do sure. one thing of art. Sure, I'm in. to come up with something fun. Well, I got, I found a bunch of oil paints, and I've always wanted to experiment, so. Yeah, perfect. I'm going to do Get an in. oil painting. I'm in. Sounds cool. Probably a dragon. I've been kind of drawing a lot of dragons lately. I'm in. So, uh, plot line wise, we got to the point where they're in the cubes, and there's monsters and shit. Obviously, best part of the movie, without a doubt, is when they open the cages, and all the monsters come out and fuck up all the SWAT dudes. Best part of the movie. And then Sigourney Weaver pops up. 
Is there anything in that zone you wanted to chit-chat about? No, I think it's it. You just go into the, the room with the totems and Sigourney. Yes. I, she doesn't even have a name in the show. No, no she's the director. The director. Oh, well, she just explains everything. But to say before that, the office, everything, they went into black code black. Everyone got murdered by oh. nightmares. And... <laughs> Uh, Hadley, which was his name, he got eaten by the merman, which was really exciting and fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, uh, oh, that guy Stetterson or Stenson, he almost, like, survives. He goes down into the hat. Oh, and that's he does right. An and then she overlap, stabs him. And then she comes around the corner and just stabs him in the gut. And, and it's great. Those two dudes are so fucking funny. They have the best chemistry. They're good actors, though. Mm-hmm. And they do very well with their acting. But them too their banter and also i can't remember her name but the chem lab lady she does excellent with them Mm -hmm. especially like interacting off their banter she's a fantastic actress and one of my favorites she got to play like the straight man in that role which is important when you have two goofballs you need a straight man yeah like she was so good i love it she i love how she was like bitching about betting and then they like put their hand (laughs) out she's like I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna bet. Of course, I work here. Yeah, she's the best. I enjoy her too. She's she's enjoyable. But yeah, then they go into the totem room, and the whole thing's explained, and we have the Dean and Marty show off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a that's probably the highlight. the The climax of the movie is when she's like, "I have to kill you," and then the werewolf just bites the fuck out of her. Oh, I love it. I loved it too. I feel like. Every time I'm on this podcast, I just say I love it, and it's so cool. <laughs> so many times. That would be the alternative name of this show, though. I is... love it. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess that brings the, – the only things that I really gained from the, like, special features were that Joss Whedon talked about, like, oh, shit. So when they wrote this movie, what they did was Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard uh, – Drew Goddard is also no joke. He's a very famous person, too. So when Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard – wrote this movie what they did was they rented a hotel that was to like a double decker hotel like someone had an upstairs and a downstairs and they were connected or whatever and they put a printer in the room and they just stayed in that room for three days and just wrote and anytime they'd write something they wanted the other one to see they just print it out so they just went back and forth reading that shit i thought that was the coolest writing process idea ever see this movie, now that you say that, it feels like you're writing a movie on an acid trip with your friend. You're like super yeah. high or on shrooms <laughs> or something. feels like something you literally lock yourself in a room and just write something with your friends, which is very cool to hear, but that's actually that's how exactly what happened, they did yeah. it because... I mean, it sounds like a fever dream almost, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, woo, you're tripping on something if you're imagining all this shit. Oh, my um, God, I love it. And then, like, immediately after this, I think Joss Whedon did The Avengers. So, like, mm-hmm. he went from, like, a small mom-and-pop kind of job to can, big. Can we just please talk about Joss Whedon for a second? Sure. The fact that he has grown and evolved so much over the last two decades. For like, sure. Firefly getting canceled, then going to Serenity th- being ended, and then having Dollhouse being canceled after two seasons this time, and then finally getting a chance taken on him with Avengers and... Big some chance. other big movies and he's doing like really well and so now he's able to go back yeah. a little bit into kind of his weirder ideas which he has some really cool stuff i just don't want him to be afraid to experiment with it and just go towards all this new 
hoity-toity shit, you know? I, you know, I think if anyone's not afraid to get weird, it's Joss Whedon. I love it. Like, he's it's fucking beautiful. great. Him uh, and Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Get weird. I get like weird. it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> you know what we just speaker. recently realized? We're watching all the Pixar movies, and Joss Whedon wrote fucking Toy Story. No shit, really? Yeah, him and a couple other people wrote fucking Toy Story. They put Pixar on the fucking map. Joss Whedon's a fucking badass, man. I love that dude. He's great. I really like him. I wish people would respect him more. Honestly, you know what? I don't... doesn't matter. I just wish we had Firefly as... Like, we would mm. give Firefly a chance. Like... The, the, only, <laughs> the only Joss Whedon only project I, I didn't love, and the reason I didn't love it is because it was Joss Whedon, like, is uh, The Avengers Age of Ultron. Hear me out. Hear me out. I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. What I didn't like about it was all the characters had Joss Whedon's personality. No, they didn't have much nuance to the characters. Everyone had witty one-liners. Everybody like had the same kind of mentality. There wasn't a whole lot of divide between the characters, like traits and stuff. It was all just Joss Whedon in different superhero costumes is what it felt like. That's why I way prefer him when he does not necessarily low budget movies, but not Avengers, not a Marvel movie because Honestly, and I might get some slack for this, but I have not watched all the Avengers movies. I am in love with Avengers. I love the comics. I love everything about them. It has gotten too much. I I have lost my love for the storyline because they just keep changing it and expanding it and bringing more characters. And it just, it seems so convoluted that I have lost my love for Marvel or at least the movies. And so I haven't, I haven't finished watching them. If... I know it sucks, but it's because everyone's trying to shove them down my throat. When have way seen... back when, when we started, I was like, "Have you seen Iron Man? Have you yeah. watched Hulk?" Like, I, like I was a passionate one. Now everyone else is like, "Oh, this is cool, like this." I'm just like, too honestly, mainstream, bro. Well, it's just it's losing, it's losing its independence. It's losing its flair. It's all becoming one thing, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to connect with your individual characters when they want to have time for 30 characters in one movie yeah and they want to give every person's favorite character a time i what i would love for joss whedon to do is to go back to his roots start doing some of his weird shit uh like vampire space comedy he didn't do buffy the vampire slayer did he He sure did they both did the people who did buffy are made this movie that's both of them he should go back to I don't know. A TV, I want to see a TV show by Joss Whedon. It's he been does so Agents long. of Shield. Well, I is that over yet? Or is it, still it going? fucking should be. It got real bad. Oh, I thought it was over. It, it should be. If it's I not, think I, I don't know if it I, is. I watched it until I thought it had ended because I actually thought they, it was. They over. put like Ghost Rider and shit in it. That was about oh, the point where I, I couldn't didn't do watch it, it anymore. It was. I watched it until they brought. Um, I don't remember what they're called. That, the Inhumans. Yeah, the other island of. Or the other group of mutants, and then they had yeah. that horse storyline, and then whatever Sky yeah, turned into, into someone. I watched that part. Sky turned into Quake. Okay, so the chick who plays Sky is the reason to watch that show. Anyway, anyway she's hot as shit. She's I love fucking. Her. Oh my rid- god! Did you know she's like a Japanese pop singer? No. Yeah. What's she's, her name? Do you I don't know. know. <laughs> she's just. <laughs> we'll look that up later. <laughs> I didn't so, know that. That's really cool. Yeah, she's. Oh my god, she's the most oh, attractive no, human great. who's ever walked the earth. Anyway, see, it's so funny because uh, just for you guys to hear, every time Miles and I are talking about like something to do as a podcast or other stuff, we'll always end up being like, "Oh, dude, 
you know how like half my movie like that girl has her tits out like yeah that's why i watch this like yeah me too man <laughs> it's the best shit <laughs> boobs are the reason for yeah, the world we- to go around <laughs> A hundred percent makes all movie at least ten percent better. Maybe not all movies, but it's all good movies at least. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think the only other thing we we have to mention the old gods. That's all I gotta say. We gotta mention the old gods and then how they didn't get. Their, well, my question is, we don't. The reason that I wrote the different uh the cities that didn't get mm-hmm. like a. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, the cities that didn't ac- accomplish, that failed, uh, is because I was trying to figure out a rough figuration of, is it every country in the world? Or is it just some? Um, I clearly only got five that I was able to write down. Yeah. Because that's all that they showed. So that is actually one of my questions about the movie. Is it every single country? Or is it just larger countries that are doing this? Is it only certain countries? Because think- if it's every single country that means i think it's 150 to 200 countries would have failed see i don't think i think it's a multinational company that is organizing like trying to please the gods right so they're in a bunch of different countries it doesn't necessarily mean they're in every country but every place that they do have like an outpost or whatever where they're trying to meet the tropes of a horror film there aren't that many of them, but they have as many chances as they can. All it needs is one to succeed for the gods to be happy. And that's why they're, like, freaked out that it was just down to Japan and America. They're like, something went horribly wrong here. Which which is really cool because they talked about how Japan had the perfect streak. And I think mm-hmm. uh, America only had one problem in 89. Yeah. So and they still came obviously. in second. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but my, like, going on that, my question was, well, how many are there? What 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 is a chance that they gave us? Did they gave us thirty countries and thirty percent chance? Did they give us ten countries a ten percent chance? Like how mm-hmm. how did they do that? It, that's just one of the things that I like to think about when it comes to that uh, statistics and stuff. My question you will never have answered. That is a okay. Is it? Some questions shouldn't be answered. I agree. Um, <clears throat> but the rest of the movie basically was just talking about the old ones and how they exploded from the ground, which I have to say, an image of a giant hand going right through the location that uh, Marty and Dana, which survived, by the way, Marty didn't die. Um, well, he did. But yeah, the when the, the gods killed everybody. I enjoyed the movie and I enjoyed that. Uh, oh, my favorite part was just the hand just bursting from the ground and just reaching up and then that's the end of the world yeah it's great it's like if we don't kill the foolish and the people who create some sort of sin the gods are going to take over pretty much i guess interesting i like it joss whedon said i have a reputation for killing off characters people like so i'm going to kill the entire world in this movie and that was in the special features all right so that poses the unanswerable question that we have to answer this dvd in my hands am i gonna keep this disc or am i gonna dump it well if you want my honest opinion you don't keep discs anyways you usually just get rid of them so you can have digital copies Mm -hmm. but (laughs) if we're just talking about the movie in general i think you're gonna keep it uh well here's my thing it's on three i figured out three streaming services right now yeah that's what i mean if you have it on digital yeah, it's no kind of hard to do a disc dump thing in our maybe five years ago, Miles. But at this point, everything's online. Because when we talked about doing this, I was like, oh, I have it on Amazon. You're like, oh, it's on Hulu. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, too. Yeah. Like, it is 
some movies are so easy to find that there's no point in buying like the disc you know it's funny hmm. since episode 18 i don't think i've dumped a single disc really it's been like well no lo- you you have that's this that was episode 14 i don't know what episode yeah that was episode 14 was the dark crystal and that okay. might have been the last time i dumped the disc i tried real hard to get you to not dump it but at the same point you just give it gave it to me so i'm yeah. kind of happy that you dumped it so it's yeah, weird it's all yours now <laughs> it's weird it's kind of strange in this house so i think that we are in agreement though that since it's available on digital we have to kiss this disc goodbye i will agree um unless the commentary is something phenomenal that you can't get anywhere else the only commentary i really enjoyed was when those two dudes were talking about the training it took for them to like be able to flip the switches and look believable that oh, shit really? was fucking hilarious they just play like they were just improving and they just play off each other so fucking well it's hilarious i bet you it's on youtube They're, too. they are for sure one of my favorite parts of the movie also i don't know what his name is but he is such a good actor one of the guys the last one to survive the other uh, guy who was in like let me in you ever see that was movie he? i don't know what let that, me in that's is. like the kid vampire movie where this girl vampire like befriends a little boy and he keeps her alive for like 30 years and then she finds a new little boy and... no i've never heard about that but anyways it's a good he, movie he has not only been extras in many movies he has been not not necessarily main characters but supporting actor yeah supporting actor there you go Words. he's very good um he's just is so good at getting emotion out of his fellow actors and it's not something you see all the time mm-hmm. like being able to interact with your fellow actors to actually get them to do a better performance that's dope in my book if you like him watch let me in that's a good movie i'll have to um i do since we're near the end we're probably going to start the game soon i think we should talk about some horror movies that we've, uh, if you're interested, let's talk about some horror movies we've watched during quarantine. Okay. And uh, how we felt about some of them, because I have one I want to talk to you about. <laughs> okay. Well, like, if we're thinking about things I've watched during quarantine, a vast majority of them I've done a disc dump on. Like, this has been, like... I mean, that makes sense. That, yeah, that like, 100% makes sense. I watched The Shining, and I watched I Dr. Sleep, and, like, a bunch of shit that... It's crazy that the last time you were on here quarantine was already happening and it's been like a long time since like there's so much yeah because we were home actually last time we were home or we were in our own homes my room was completely like changed organization Mm -hmm. that was like almost two three months ago like it's been a minute yeah it's crazy crazy Crazy. so uh yeah basically everything i've watched except for like ozark i've done a Mm -hmm. distump on what is the movie you want to talk to me about? It wasn't The Triangle, was it? I watched that too. That movie's really dumb. I don't think dumb. I've heard of that. It's real dumb. So um, The main one that took me about an hour and a half to recover from afterwards <laughs> is called We Are What We Are. Phenomenal movie. Huh. Netflix? Messed me up. Oh, it's all on Amazon Prime. Okay, but, I have that too. Oh, I was going to say, but you can use my Amazon Prime. I, I got you're, it. You're, so okay. Good. Um, we are uh, Amazon Prime also has much better horror movies than Netflix. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just Netflix is not known for their horror. hundred so percent better. Like yeah. they have so many more options. Also, it's like kind of like a hotel, kind of. It well, it's a hotel that is being closed that weekend, and they they both uh, both of the keepers or the hotel managers stay over the weekend trying to capture 
a supposed ghost. That I've lives seen there. that movie. That's a couple oh years old, God. right? Yes. Yeah, it's a couple I years old. I love that end, movie. I was like, what the fuck just happened? It was so good. It was so surprising that yeah, it was so good. I love that I, movie. I literally trolled Reddit for like an hour afterwards trying to find like different interpretations and different uh, viewpoints on the movie. Yeah, that's but a good one. It's a, that, I need to rewatch Those that. are my top two that I've seen so far. Uh, we Are What you What We Are will fuck you up. It's not a light movie. Um, also, there's this other one, like, The Room, that was pretty good. I've also ha- uh, watched this one called A Mother's Worst Nightmare. I haven't seen that Which one. is a very psychologically kind of thriller, mm. which is very fun as well. There's a lot of, you guys, Amazon Prime, just go on, go in the horror, just go through some random ones. If it's, like, above, like, an IMDb of a four rating, give it a shot because it'll yeah, probably be sure. good. 3.5 are iffies, but if it's over a 4, it's usually pretty good. Well, that's actually been my uh, my new segment at the end is uh, what do you recommend to the audience? So I think you just you just done wiped the board with that one. With just one more horror movie I just remembered I watched. It's actually a really cool allegory for trickle-down economics. It's called The Platform on Netflix. Hmm. That movie was so fucking good. Sounds kind of like The Circle. Uh, well, the premise of the platform is that people are in a prison where there's like a giant uh oh, a platform s- of food that moves down to feed people. I totally shit. saw a trailer for that. Do you know when that came out? Uh, or, was it like, recently? Three or four months ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see that. That what movie's is so fucking good. Do you know what it's on? Is it on a Netflix. Anything? It's a okay, Netflix okay, original. Okay. You I'm gonna to watch, watch it because it. it looks so good. It's in I Spanish, love that shit. so you have to read it. I know it's fine. But it's nah. so good. Dude, I'm one of those people who watch like Italian TV shows yeah. and just watch the whole thing <laughs> Dude, like so. It's awesome. Oh man. <laughs> All right. So, uh stay tuned after this episode to hear us play the game I invented called the Cabin in the Woods game. So, we will definitely play that at the end of this episode after the credits. But first, I have to just say some thank yous and stuff. I want to say thank you to the Jazz Dune for the use of our theme song, Viva La Speed Metal, off of the album The Medicine. They are great rock and roll music, and they've gotten me through some hard times. They have really good music, so definitely check out The Medicine. It's one of the best albums they've ever made, and it's 20 years old at this point, which is really crazy. Uh, You can also check out The Fat Rat. We use their song Unity to bring us in and out of the ad spots, but also to close every episode. You can find that music on YouTube. He appreciates that. Get a hold of me at disdumppod at gmail.com. If you want to message me, Twitter is the disdump. Instagram is disdump podcast. You can see exclusive photos that are just for Instagram. And on Facebook, the disdump podcast fans is a group you can join and start the discussion. You can talk to people who are on the show like Casey and stuff like that. Please rate, review, and subscribe me on iTunes, whatever it takes. Please just anytime that you bump into me on your media. Give me a, a thumbs up. Casey, is there anything you want to plug or anything like that? Um, I mean, you can follow me. I, don't, I usually just retweet stuff on Twitter, honestly. It's CaseyWeber14. But if you want Miles' info, I will always be on there commenting on his stuff. Uh, otherwise, Facebook, CaseyWeber, and Instagram, Vane May. I think it's just Vain May, maybe twenty. I think it's Vain May. Just I think it's May. just Vain May. I mostly post things of plants and animals. <laughs> plants but, are a big one. But it's okay because they're lovely. <laughs> and you have to water them. Indeed. Alrighty, y'all. Uh, if you don't care to hear the game, this is a good point to sign off. Uh, we will catch you later. Bye-bye now.
Alrighty, y'all. So either you have stuck it out because you want to hear this game or you do not have the ability to touch your phone right now and you are stuck with us. So uh, I invented this game. It's based on the Cabin in the Woods movie. So they, what the premise of this is is that we're going to make a horror movie and there are two people. There is the actors who will be played by Casey and there is the director who will be me. The director is basically the GM or Dungeon Master. And uh, Casey, why don't you go ahead and read the general gist of the game? All right. So our objective is using your character stats, a D6, and role-playing skills, you must save as many of the teenagers as possible and upset the ancient gods. The director's goal is to kill them all. So the rules. There are three acts to your horror film. Each act has a different scenario related to your teenage stat. So to survive, your teen must defeat the villain or monster in a dice contest. So the team of survivors. So before we play, you must assemble your teens for their fun vacation in the woods. So you have to have one of each class, which is defined by the film, the athlete, the whore, the fool, the scholar, and virgin. And if you don't know what these are, uh, there is a dictionary that is on your computer that you can look at. But Additionally, you may gain another character, the town local. If you correctly guess the antagonist, summon from the Book of Evil. So, the Book of Evil, your characters will stumble upon the Book of Evil in the first act. The page they read will determine what antagonist your teens will face. So, before the director draws the antagonist, the actor must guess which of the 21 it will be. On success, the actor gains the local to the party of teens. I've played this game three times now with my girlfriend, and not once has she gotten it right. So it seems unlikely. All right, we'll see. All right, so here are just some other rules that are important to keep in mind. You are free to role play as much as or as little as you'd like to. So um, for future times that we may or may not play this, role playing will become a bigger thing. I might have a bonus episode I'm thinking about that we could do some role playing to play this game. We'll see. Um, the more you indulge in writing your movie, the more fun it will be. The next thing to note is your virgin slash final girl cannot die until act three. She can, however, be captured. If she loses a dice roll, she is removed until act three. So instead of killing her, she just becomes unplayable because okay. the she has to make it to act three or else it's not a movie. Make sense? Mm -hmm. uh, other characters that tie a role will be separated from the rest of the group. So anytime that there's a tie in acts one or two, they are then branched off into another group. They either run away or whatever the circumstance is, depending on the director's mood. Uh, and if all the teens die in act one, except for the virgin, the, uh, the actor wins because uh, the gods will be displeased that the movie has ended so quickly. So if oh, I really? if I accidentally kill everybody in the first round, like right away, if I just sweep you, then I have lost. Okay, so that's enough. the premise. The general plot. Because it's a show after all, isn't it? The exactly. greatest show on earth. That's right. Cabin in the Woods, best movie ever. Um, so act one, there's, there's three acts. So act one, the group arrives and starts to party. There's an inciting event that will cause alarm. Act two, the remaining characters will either flee or hunker down or both if the party is split. And then act three is the final battle where the remaining teens will come together to try and defeat the antagonist. So that's the general gist of this game. <clears throat> so now I have my, my uh, dungeon master's guide, so to speak. I will <laughs> hand you some characters. So... 
a lot of cards you got there, sir. It is. I made a lot of... <laughs> Jesus, I thought there were like five cards in, in the game. In the past 48 hours, I've been busy. So Good here's Lord. your main character. Is this who I am? Uh, you're going to be five characters. Okay. I was going to say. <laughs> okay. So who is that? Oh, I have Sarah, who is the... Do I explain her class? Yeah, so she's a final girl slash virgin. She has the plus two awareness and plus one athletics and plus two to hide and plus three to survival. She's going to have the best stats out of all of your people. Okay. So you don't have to read the stats out for each one. But uh, next you have Jenny the whore. So Alrighty. I don't like the terminology whore. I didn't make I don't, it up. I but, don't either. Every time yeah. like we say it, it makes me ugh. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the movie. It's the, this, I, I actually, I rewrote where it says whore in all of my notes. I wrote slut, which isn't mm-hmm. much better, but I feel like I have more of a control on the word slut than I do yeah. on the word whore. <laughs> yes, so, so I wrote that one. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was trying to make new classes and call them the dits because it makes more yeah. sense. But that, that, I mean, I called her the blonde for the first half. Yeah, the blonde. Why don't that we just call her the blonde and not the whore? What yeah. the heck? <laughs> I just was trying to stick to the canon no, of the movie. I get but, it. I get it. Um, so then we have Todd the athlete. Oh, Look at the chin on that guy. I was yeah. drawing these on my lunch break, so they're not very good. Uh, we have Kyle the fool. I like his hair. It's very similar to what ours looks like. <laughs> uh, and then we have Lindsay the scholar. Lindsay is very upset about <laughs> the stats say that I put on. How off. she feels about her picture, first <laughs> she's, of all. She's like, I should be smarter. I was like, this isn't you. It's a character named Lindsay. She's like, but it's me because but, it should be. But shouldn't a scholar be smarter, anyways? Mm-hmm. I was really, really methodical about how I set up all these stats. I don't want to have to explain it, everything. It's beautiful, you <laughs> Thank guys. You. you can only imagine. I'm gonna post the pictures and I'm shit. Looking at, oh my god, his nose. <laughs> there are one, two, three. There are four bumps in this dude's nose. These are all the creatures, and there's the items. Okay, so, <clears throat> so you have your teens right there, and then these twenty-one Wait, cards. Are there supposed to be three girls? Uh, you just switched a girl for a guy for the scholar? Yes. Okay, just yeah. double checking. I was planning on actually making a whole bunch of characters and letting you choose between which ones you liked and which ones you didn't, but I didn't have that kind of time, so we have a designated group. And then these, this huge stack of cards, are all of the bad guys that you potentially could face. So you're going to have to guess what the bad guy will be at some point, because out of this 21, you get to pick. So you can go through these right now if you'd like to, so that you have an idea of what the options are. But I'm pretty sure I covered every kind of horror movie bad guy there is, period. I racked my brain. I was thinking so hard about it, and I can't come up with another horror critter that isn't in there. Do you want to read what they are as you go? Oh, yeah, yeah. You do don't you, have to. Do you want me to read? Oh, I'm just not going to read their stats. No, I'm just the names them. of them. So we have demons or tormented spirits. We have a serial killer, mummy or a scarecrow, giant reptiles or insects, zombies, werewolves, aliens. We have dinosaurs, <laughs> urban legends. I'm sorry, it was spelled funny, so I had to say it. Funny. That's how it's spelled, but go on. I know, but I think dinosaurs <laughs> look so weird to me. So mm-hmm. it's dinosaurs, urban legends. Bats uh, or infestations, zombie killer family. That's from the movie. I had just to gotta put add in. a redneck in there, and you're good to go. Uh, Sasquatch, ro- robots or contraptions, cult, plant monsters or natural horrors, 
Mole Men, Underground Dwellers, Vampires, Clowns, Witches, uh, Mermaids, Unicorns, Giants, or Other Magical Creatures. And that is all she wrote. So those are the potential things that you will have to guess which one you end up with. You only fight one per movie. So. I don't remember any of them, so it's fine. Well, if you think of a horror, like just literally anything yeah, I was thinking of a horror here. trope. Yeah, it's fine. So um, you have some D6s here. You will only ever need one at a time, but it might Oops. make your life easier. Okay. If you have a bunch, just in case, like if you have a bunch of survivors, it's easier to just roll a bunch instead mm. of rolling the same one over and I over. I see, I see. Okay. The teens arrive at their destination, a distant family member's cabin. The teens start to party. Two of the characters of the actor's choosing separate themselves from the group to go have sex. The rest of the party... Uh, okay, so you get to pick two characters, doesn't matter what gender they are or whatever, two characters that are going to go and separate themselves and have sex. It's really hard not to go with, like, the ones in the movie. Lindsay did every time, and the results varied. So it it doesn't matter which ones you pick. You can even pick the virgin if you want to. <laughs> because it, that doesn't mean they die. seal the deal. Yeah. Right. She can be captured, though. I'm going for the whore and the virgin. The whore and the virgin. Okay, so they start getting crazy, getting hot and heavy <laughs> out in the woods. The rest of the party stumble upon the book of evil and begin to read it. So now here's your first point of action. The actor must guess who the antagonist will be. The director chooses a card randomly and reveals it to everyone. If the actor is correct, they gain a sixth party member from the town local class. So, I'm going to take all these monster cards, whatever they are, monsters, bad guys, etc. Who do you think the bad guy of your horror movie is going to end up being? I'm pretty sure there was one on there that was like mermaids, unicorns, other mystical. For some reason, I can't get it out of my, my head, so I'm going to choose unicorns and mermaids. Mystical. You know, it's the one that, for the podcast, I would least like to have, and I've been talking about it all day, and we're certain it's the one you're going to get, both well, Lindsay we're and not, me. Well, we're not certain, <laughs> but... I'm pretty certain. I, I have to say, I might have giggled when the, the unicorn impaled the dude in the, the oh, stomach. Shit was so fucking I was funny. like, oh, it's great. Alright, so <laughs> let's see what we get. I, I As you can see, I'm not looking what do we get we got werewolf oh, oh that was a close one it was close what was the next one was oh, no 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 it's, it's not gonna be in there <laughs> it's <laughs> in there because you said something you jinxed your jinx i was so like ready and some of these monsters are significantly more dangerous than other ones so this one is actually a relatively okay. low level of dangerous based on the skills i gave it so the monsters and the the, the good guys have four skills awareness athletics hiding skills and survival skills and they will be rolling a dice and adding the number that corresponds with that against the monster who in this case is a werewolf the monsters have two skills one is their ability to seek out the teens and one is their ability to kill the teens um am i rolling for the two people who separated themselves you will in just a second <clears throat> so the two characters getting hot and heavy must roll a d6 and add their awareness to contest the antagonist's seek ability with a d4 added onto it. If the antagonist wins, those characters die a bloody horrible death. Any survivors will get to warn the rest of the group. So you get to roll two dice and add, the, add one to each one of these. 
So just say like, I'm rolling for this one with one dice and that one for the other dice, and I will get to roll one number for the werewolf's seeking abilities. All right, I am rolling my virgin first, and she gets plus awareness, so she gets a five. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a three plus a two. And then I'm gonna roll for the slut. What did we call the her whore. before? Let's no, call no, her the whore. Okay, fine, the whore. Um, oh, and she rolled a six minus one, so she rolled a five. Okay, so, so they both got five. They both got fives, and you know what's crazy is I rolled a two, plus the seeking ability of three, so that is five. So as determined by the rules, anytime that there is a tie, they are then separated from the rest of the group. Okay. So they may come back shortly, or they may not. So they are now separated as the werewolf popped up and scared the shit out of them, and they ran away. Okay. So like I said, this could be role-playing. We could be talking about like building the story from here, but mm -hmm. because this is your first time playing, we're just going to go through the bare basics of it. So, <clears throat> don't you love how I picked, like, the bloody dice, too? Mm -hmm. I do, I do enjoy it quite a lot. I specifically didn't choose that one or the... the yeah, <laughs> you went with purple. <laughs> purple happy dice. Yeah, purple blue. Okay, so you're already doing better than Lindsay ever did yesterday, because I always killed at least one in the first encounter. So, um, if one of them, or if they had not gotten tied up and they would have survived, they would have gone back to the house and warned everybody and you would have gained some stats. So right. you may need a piece of paper at some point. Probably not. Yeah, lots of papers. Yeah. So, um, okay. Back in the cabin, which are the three people over there, elect one teen to roll awareness as they're looking out the window wondering where their friends are if they manage to roll awareness versus my seek then they will have a tremendous benefit for the rest of the game will improve everybody's skills here all right i'm choosing the survivor named Lindsay because she has a plus one to awareness all right and i got a four i have a seven jesus Okay, so she does not notice until the werewolf is right in front of the window and has burst through to try and grab her. Okay. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to roll kill and you're going to roll survival as you fight to survive against All the right. werewolf. I'm going to take the blood dice for this one. Oh, I will too. Yeah, then. let's do blood. Blood dice. Ooh. Ooh, I got it. I rolled a total of three, so you have definitely zero. <laughs> survived. Awesome. That's This is an outcome I didn't expect. <laughs> so what you have done is because of your survival skills, somehow you managed to keep the werewolf out and everybody has barricaded the window. Okay. So because of that, you guys, the three people in the cabin, get to draw weapons cards. Well, no shit. Yeah. It's so exciting. Wow. Yes, I'm so excited too. So they're not necessarily weapons. They're just items that modify the skills. Do I get to draw one for each or just one? You get to draw one for each, and you can mix and match them like whatever you think is most appropriate. So go ahead and draw three random cards from these here. I put a lot of effort into making this game, you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's I just so very enjoyable. Already. You're my gamer friend, so I figured like. <laughs> If oh anyone would appreciate it. Every time I feel bad about how nerdy I am, I just talk to Miles, and we both feel like <laughs> so much better. So much better. It's like okay, it's not just me. Yes. All right. So, so I you got get? a double barrel shotgun, Ooh. a hatchet, and binoculars. So I'm gonna give the binoculars to Lindsay. They will raise her awareness. Awareness. Um, the double barrel shotgun. Shotgun. 
the goes Shatman. the Shatman, goes to Todd, who already has a plus one survival, adds one more. And Kyle only has, or has negative one survival, so he's also going to get a hatchet to add his to zero. Okay, so the three people in the house have now got weapons. Okay, so we're in Act 2 now. So you guys are hunkered down, you have barricaded yourselves in, and now you are hearing it scratching on the door. You're ready to fight, but you probably should just pick better hiding places. So roll hide for each one of the characters in there, and I'm going to roll seek and see if we find them. I'm not going to use the blood that yet. Um, I'm rolling Todd first, and Todd rolled a one. (laughs) Uh, Kyle rolled a one. Oh, no. And Lindsay (laughs) rolled... A five. Okay, that's good because, oh no, I rolled a seven. (laughs) I rolled a seven. Okay, if they lose, they roll to survive against the antagonist's kill. Sometimes if they lose uh, awareness, they just die. And then if they're aware and it's coming, that's when they also get a chance to roll for survive. So now we're going to re-roll all those dice to see if you can survive my kill attempts. We're rolling Todd first. I got a four. So that adds the two from the item, or the one yeah. from the item, right? Okay. So four for Todd. Okay. We're going to go, or is that for all of them? Yeah, this is for all of them. So go all ahead right. and, and roll each year. And Kyle gets a five because his negative one and one even out. So he gets a five. Shit, Miles, you rolled real well. What the hell? I did. <laughs> I rolled pretty good. And then Lindsay gets a two. Oh no! Sorry, so the, Lindsay. The werewolf, <laughs> the werewolf rips all of the remaining kids in the cabin all to pieces. Them? All of them. None of them beat the seven I roll. Or wait, no, I rolled a six. Did any of them beat a six? No, I got a five. Damn. <laughs> Damn. This werewolf wiped them out. The werewolf has lowered. That's than a really high plus. Two for the kill. It's no, only, it's not. I'm yeah. just being. I'm just me, and I'm. Some of them are five. Just so, so if you guys didn't know, when I played D D, I always give Miles shit. Every time. <laughs> Every. I can't help it. It's just. It's. It's just how 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 it is. Unfortunately. But he's a good sport. Yes, I, I mean, so are you. It's, it all works out, you know. The werewolf just massacred three-fifths of your team. That's all right. It's, so. The virgin and the horror are alive, so those are the most fun group, right? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> They're having the most fun out of the whole group. So I have, like, so many different scenarios. If this happens, then that happens. Like, I was set up for every scenario to happen. So because this group is separated what they're doing now is they heard their friends getting massacred they're going to run and hide so uh you can either split them apart which is possible if they like one of them gets lost in the woods and then whoever is spotted first will have to run away and use athletics to try and escape and the other one will have to hide or we can roll for both of them to hide um i mean I, they're both gonna hide. Can they they're hide separately? Hide. Um, I, I mean, mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, If they were, if they were like, if you had one that was really bad at hiding and one that was really good at running, that would be the situation yeah, that you would do that. They're pretty close. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do is they are hiding against my seek. So I'm going to roll for seek, and we're gonna see if we find you. All right. I'm rolling the virgin first. Mm-hmm. All right. For hide, I got a five. 
You got a six. I got a six. All right, the whore is rolling. <laughs> I got a five. And I got a six. Okay, so now we roll for survival because the wolf has found them. All right, Sarah, the virgin, she gets a nine. She has survived. Can she kill you because she got like five over yours? <laughs> it may be in act three. <laughs> Damn. All right, okay. so the virgin's alive, which is a good sign. And then we have Jenny, who got a two. Well, damn. So uh, it looks like Jenny, I rolled a three total. Yeah, so Jenny she just didn't barely. She a negative one. Yep, so she gets ripped to pieces while Jenny runs. All right. Or, yeah, Jenny, is that the main girl? Sarah's, Jenny, the, Sarah's, Sarah's the main, the main girl. girl. Wait, is this all act one? This is act, Ooh. that was the end of act two. Oh, okay, okay. So now okay. we're in act three. This is where it all comes together. So, uh, like all horror movies, the virgin has survived to the end. <laughs> so, uh, she is now in the final battle phase. Mm -hmm. So, I, I've thought about horror movies a lot. And in the final battle phase, there's kind of generally a, a formula to it. So, for the final battle, what happens is I get to roll 2d4, and you get to add all of your survivors' numbers together in the final battle Yay. but you don't have any <laughs> so Yay. you will probably lose so Thanks. yeah i technically have already won because unless you yeah can, well because it's a horror movie so it doesn't, end. It doesn't yes. matter what, whether she dies or not but let's see if she but dies yeah, let's see it so what happens is what do i roll i just roll 1d6 and add my survivor yep but it would be all your survivors that you would add if there were more survivors but that Die. unfortunately that's not how it goes yep. so all of the <laughs> remaining characters work together to overcome evil combine all of the character stats into one roll for each of the following contests the antagonist gets 2d4 instead of one for the remainder of the flick uh, teens stumble upon the villain's lair slash base slash altar whatever and roll awareness versus seek to know if the bad guy is coming. So roll your awareness. All right. I got a seven. I got a seven. Okay, so that's a tie. In an event of a tie means that you have survived that roll. Okay. So that's a good roll. Um, so now you are aware that the werewolf is coming. We are going to roll hide versus seek. So now you're going to hide. And I'm going to try and seek you. Oh. I got a six. I got a seven. So that's a check mark Ugh. in the bad. So this is a best of the four contests okay. here. So you got a check in the bad. I got a check in the good. All right. Um, so we are technically even right now. Uh, so athletics? So they have Ooh, found you. Roll athletics versus kill to try and escape. Four. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Six, seven. So that's two checks in the bad for you. Yeah. And two in the good for well we're still yeah, tied no, no. i don't know how it matters. one good for me too bad or two good for you gotcha okay so the right. final one uh they have you in their grasp and you're fighting to survive oh no please i'm just a lonely <laughs> virgin i'm so innocent don't hurt me i got a nine. You, oh oh I, oh that's snap. not eight. fair eight plus two is ten i, I can't believe yeah, it i got the highest <laughs> roll i got Oh man! So, uh, so the virgin ended up dying at the end of the film, and the gods of uh, horror movies are satiated. And the world survives for another day. Exactly. So, that's the game, y'all. That was actually really fun. I you appreciated enjoyed it? that. I had a lot of fun. Good. I think 
We should play it again later down the road, and we should definitely do voices. That's the game I made, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. Good sport. Good play. Lindsay played three times with me yesterday, and she lost one time. She won twice. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So it's, it's definitely seems like it's 50-50 at this point. If you lost once, and she lost once, and then she won twice, it makes sense. Yeah, that's so. pretty cool. It's it's a fun game. I like I, I like how you, you got it set up. It's pretty cool. Thank you. Yes, I was... I put a lot of thought in the You were so excited when you texted me. He's like, I made a whole game. I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to go over. We can't do remote because he actually made a, vi- a game to play. Yeah. So but it, it was really fun. I'm glad. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. With role playing, it will be fun. I'm thinking multiplayer would be more like D&D. I think it would be a pretty be a fun game yeah Lindsay was like we should make these numbers better so that we roll bigger dice and make it harder and i'm like let's start small yeah <laughs> i put a lot of thought into these numbers if we add it's gonna make things real weird but anytime you want to do horror i i would love to honestly right. i love it so much i don't know if you've heard of this this is something i heard recently i don't even know if it's true hmm. But I hear uh, people who have anxiety tend to like horror movies more because the anxiety you get during a horror movie is something that they deal with normally. Mm-hmm. So a horror movie is nice because it builds up your resilience to the anxiety. So some people who chronically watch horror movies may have anxiety. You know, that's interesting because I didn't used to have terrible anxiety, but now I do. And it might be because I don't watch horror movies as much anymore. Oh, nah. I was diagnosed with anxiety uh, only a couple years ago, but they traced it back to the first time we moved when we moved to Japan. So six years old when I first got anxiety. anxiety. Yes. Yeah. It was called homesickness back then. (laughs) (laughs) My, how things have changed. Oh, lordy, lordy. All righty, y'all. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, maybe we'll play again soon here. Have a good night. You guys be safe and stay inside. Bye-bye.